to Wedo 2017 has been broadcast to you from Tumanawal Tamaki Makoto, according to many Mangere. We're here at Ngāwhare Wātea Marae before a live audience with the three candidates standing in this seat. They are, of course, Shane Todema of the Māori Party, Marama Davidson of the Green Party, and the current MP from Labour, Peni Henare. In just a moment, we'll drill down into the issues that matter to you, the people of Tāmaki Makoto, this geographically diverse and indeed, uh, according to many, this iwi-diverse area of Tāmaki Makoto. It is one of the smallest Māori electorates and contains the western beaches of Waitakere City, all of West Auckland, south of Te Atatū, the entire Auckland Isthmus, and the South Auckland suburbs of Ōtara, Pakuranga, Manurewa, and of course, Mangere. There are many mana whenua iwi and hapu in this rohe who sit beneath five tribal umbrellas, Ngāti Whātua, Waikato, Ngāti Wai, Marutuahu, and Waiohua Tāmaki. And the total Māori population in Tāmaki is 140,000, and of that, 67,000 are in this electorate. The rest of Auckland is split between Te Taitokoro, northwest, and Hauraki Waikato to the south. So now to our candidates. You each have two minutes to introduce yourselves. We begin with you, Shane Todima of the Māori Party. Many have called you Mr. Urban Smooth, a former broadcaster, parliamentary senior advisor. Shane, you have two minutes. The bell will ring at two once you finish your mihi, and then again at one minute thirty, and then a continuous ring at two minutes. Te tautoko aki ngā mihi kua mihia, uh, me te mihia no ki a tātou e te whānau kua pai nei tēnei pō. Uh, I mui taku whakautu i tērā pātai, uh, me whai wāhi ahau ki te mihi ki aku hoa piri e noho nei i tēnei taha o te tēpū. No te mea koi nei te wā uh, whakamutunga o tā mātou noho tahi, i mui te rā nui a te rua te kaumātoru. He mahi nui tēnei, he mahi pakari, he mahi uaua. Uh, no reira, me whai whakaaro tātou ki a tātou anō, Engari, a nei taku mihi nui, ki e nei aku hua e noho nei, ki a rātou kai tautoko, me o rātou whānau. Uh, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, uh, kia ora tātou katoa. You know, I just wanted to begin by acknowledging uh, my fellow candidates here, because, you know, this isn't an easy job. It's a hard job. Uh, when you put your hand up, you spend so much time out there, on our streets, engaging with our whānau, talking with our whānau, and then hopefully convincing them to vote for you and support you. Uh, it's not an easy job, it's a big job. And I know that uh, we've run a very good campaign, I think, the three of us, and that may sound odd because we're running against one another, uh, but we decided and made an agreement right from the outset that we are here not to attack one another personally, but actually debate the kaupapa and the issues. Kaua e tohia te tangata ingariku te kaupapa. And I'm very proud about that, and I think that we've honoured that, and we've done that very, very well. So I just wanted to acknowledge both Marama and Penny, their supporters, and also their whānau. Uh, in saying that, I've probably got 30 seconds left. Uh, why am I standing? I'm standing because I want to build a better future for our tamariki mokopuna. For far too long, we have been told that we are the problem, that we are mad, sad, and bad. Well, that's not right, whānau. We're actually the solution. We are the solution, and we need to back ourselves. So what I'm saying is that for Māori, by Māori, with Māori. That's what you'll get if you vote for me. That's our kaupapa, and that's what you'll get if you vote Māori. Tēnā tātou katoa. Next, next with her two-minute kōrero, why we should vote 
For her, she is the spokesperson for human rights and Māori development and social housing for the Green Party. She is standing, of course, for the Green Party. She is, of course, Marama Davidson. Marama, heroa miniti kwa whakarika mai. Ora, tēnā koutou katoa owe, ahakoa te ngingi, ahakoa kei te pōkea mātou e tēnei mahi. Kei kunei mātou e mahi ana, kei kunei mātou e whawhai ana i tēnei wā. Anō reira, tatangia ki te mutunga. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou. Kia ora mai tātou katoa. Um, this has been a, a challenging campaign because the kaupapa and the things that actually we are all fighting for is too important. Our people, our awa, our moana, our whenua and our humanity is at stake right now and we have a real opportunity. We have a real opportunity as te ao Māori, as tangata whenua, to be leaders not just for Aotearoa but for the world in resisting the story that we have been told for probably, well, generations and hundreds of years but especially recently that we must compete and trample on each other to get ahead, that we must trample on our rivers and our whenua to get ahead, that we must trample on our relationships with each other and with other peoples of the world to get ahead. And the Green Party know that that is not true. And our Māori knows that we need to do the opposite to get ahead. And Indigenous peoples around the world know that we have to reconnect back to each other and to our whenua and our awa in order for our whole world to get ahead. And that's why I'm standing. That's why I'm standing, because we've got to change the way that we have been doing things. Because the way that we have been doing things has not worked, and it hasn't worked for Māori. On the whole, it is Māori who are doing it hard. Too many of our people, our own whānau, are doing it hard, and it's not necessary. There's no reason for it, and particularly in Aotearoa and in Tāmaki Makaurau, we can change that. And we are on the verge right now of getting a progressive government with Labour, Greens and for me, Māori Party, that's who I want to work with, to make a difference. And that's why I'm standing. Kia ora. And finally, to the incumbent member of Parliament for Tāmaki Makaurau, he is, of course, the spokesperson for Urban Māori, Associate Spokesperson Māori Development, Māori Broadcasting, and he is, of course, the candidate for the Labour Party. Penny he Ngārangatira Kia ora everybody and it's fantastic to see so many people and actually um, when you look across the room, across all of the parties, we're all related in one way or another regardless of the hoi hoi we rode in on. Um, it's fantastic to see everybody. We always hear in debates like this and across the many communities in Tāmaki Makoto and indeed Aotearoa, Māori kei raro, Māori kei raro. There are actually a lot of successes out there, whānau. There are a lot of successes out there. Just this morning I met with Māori businesses in Manuko and absolutely fantastic kōrero from them. 
They have aspiration for our people. I believe it is actually the role of government and even political parties simply to enable that aspiration. It isn't to be that aspiration for them, but to enable that aspiration for them. And the only way I think we can do that this time, and I take the words of my tuahine here, marama, this is a great opportunity. And that opportunity is to get rid of this government. We know that the National Party and the National-led government has been terrible for our people. And despite all of that bad doing by this government, National-led government, our people are still here. We are still thriving, but we can do a lot better. And the only way we can do that is to have a progressive government that actually supports the aspirations of our people. Make no mistake about it. The two people here at the table, both leaders. You all here in this room, all leaders in your community. Government's job, I believe, is to support your aspirations to make sure that your aspirations for you, your whānau, tamariki mokopuna, come to fruition. Nō reira kāti kia koutou, kia tātou, tēnā tātou katoa. One busted pipe, and down comes Tamaki Makoto, thanks to a digger cutting through the oil and gas pipeline into Akaka, and it's managed to reduce flights out of Auckland and seen a shortage of petrol and stations around the city. Refining New Zealand, which isn't actually New Zealand-owned, but run by an outfit out of the Cayman Islands. It gets weirder and weirder the longer the scenario goes on, litre by litre. They reckon it'll be back in action sometime between midday on Sunday or even possibly midday on Tuesday next week. So, Penny Henry, the question is this. What long-term damage has been suffered to the reputation not only of Tamaki Makoto but also in terms of tourism within the Tamaki Makoto Isthmus? Uh, tourism and economic growth um, for Tamaki Makoto is important. We know Tamaki Makoto is the economic powerhouse. Actually, I thought about our tūpuna from Ngāpuhi um, coming down to Tamaki Makoto all those years ago and thought, are they at their games again? But what we, what we need to know is this whānau. We know that Tamaki Makoto is the economic driver of this country and sadly for nine years the infrastructure has been ignored by this government. And we're not just talking roading, we're talking about penehini, we're talking about all of those other kaupapa that actually helps this city thrive, helps people move, helps people come into this city, come into our country and sadly that's been neglected. Um, it's too late to all of a sudden throw out millions of dollars promising that you're going to build this, promising that you're going to do that. They've had nine years, and it's time for that to change. Shane Taurima, Penny Henry has mentioned infrastructure. Is infrastructure the real solution to the issue here? For instance, is one of those infrastructure projects rail to the north? Is that the way to solve some of these issues so that we don't get into the situation we're in at the moment? You know, the thing that confuses me uh, big time is that the government has invested over $10 billion into Auckland's infrastructure, but you just wouldn't believe it. Uh, because most of us uh, that travelled from the city uh, this afternoon to get here, it took us an hour. Uh, what we do know is that uh, we have a huge transport problem here, uh, and we can blame local and central government for that, uh, for their lack of planning, and also for their belief that the solution to our transport issues up here is to build more roads, mm -hmm. because that's wrong. That is not the only solution. What we believe is that we need more investment into our transport system up here in Auckland. Absolutely, we need more investment. Uh, one thing that we can't agree with, unfortunately, is with Labour's plan to add a fuel tax. Um, and I say that sincerely, because I do think a fuel tax, 10 cents per litre, uh, on, you know, for gas, is going to hurt the most vulnerable, and that's our whānau. So that's one thing, hopefully, and you know, if we're in the position where we can work with Labour and the Greens, because we do, we, we do want to. That's one thing that we can change their minds on. 
because we do think that that's going to affect our most vulnerable whānau. So we do believe uh, in improving um, our transport network system as well, as long as it doesn't impede on the interests and rights of mana whenua. Okay, so uh, Manama Davidson, I suspect that might be the line that you might take as well. I guess one of the issues with a lot of the infrastructure issues that we're talking about at the moment is it does prevent whānau from being able to move and engage with each other. You know, it breaks our values, a fuck of an ongatanga, all mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So your answer would be? To <laughs> make public transport for everybody under 19 free at all times, that's buses and trains, as well as free at all times for anybody with a disability, as well as make it free off-peak for students and allowing, that's a massive chunk, it's a lot of money to travel with, say, just with three tamariki, um, it's, a, it's a lot of money for a whānau, so we would like, and the, for the Greens public transport uh, is important because there hasn't been enough investment into public transport infrastructure. We need less roads and better public transport and we would prefer, because again we want to take action on climate and so we've got to rely less on fossil fuels and public transport is how to help that as well. Uh, this question from the floor, the question comes from Orda Sherrington I believe who is in the crowd. Just a question for uh, the Labour Party. Um, if you should get in, um, would you consider um, Māori prisons? We've been quite clear that it's no doubt that kaupapa Māori actually helps with many of our whānau who are in prisons. Purposely build a prison I think is fundamentally wrong um, because we don't need more prisons. What we need to do is better support those kaupapa that are already in the prisons and just as importantly that are outside of the prisons at the moment so that when they come out of that prison in places like Wātea here uh, and the good work done by Muma, that that kaupapa Māori aspects that actually help our whānau in prisons is available to them also out here because we know that it's a good strong community that thrive on kaupapa Māori in the prison. Sadly, when they come back out into a community like Tāmaki Makoto, it isn't that easy. It isn't that easy. So, um, yes, we do support kaupapa Māori in prisons. Building purpose-built kaupapa Māori prisons, I don't think any of us want new prisons. So you are listening to Te Wero 2017. This debate on Tamaki Makoto is being broadcast from Ngā Wharewatea Marae here in Mangere, the heart of Tamaki Makoto, with the electric candidates uh, they are, of course, Marama Davidson from the Green Party, Shane Todema from the Māori Party, and the current MP, Labour's Penny Henaren. And again, thank you to Te Māngai Pāho and Te Whakarurho o Ngāreo Irirangi Māori. 41,000 people are homeless in Aotearoa, and a staggering 23,409 or thereabouts are homeless in Tāmaki Makoto. Shane Todema, finding houses, finding whare, isn't the only solution, is it? You know, when we talk about poverty, I reflect on my own upbringing and when I was a child. Uh, I grew up in poverty, my parents grew up in poverty, and so did their parents. Poverty is not a new thing. Poverty has been entrenched in our communities under successive governments over a very, very long time. Now, there are many causes of poverty, but what we say is that there is one solution that can absolutely lift our people out of poverty. Our whānau need transformational change, not change just overnight or over three years in the time that a government's going to be there, but actually transformational change. And we can achieve that by providing our whānau, working with our whānau and providing them with the resources, the tools and the support that they need to be able to achieve their goals and aspirations. 
Now that's all about whānau well-being, and that's what we call whānau ora. Whānau ora is working for thousands of whānau right across this country. Unfortunately, it's not getting to everyone. So if we get back into government, then that's one of our absolute commitments and priorities. That is to expand whānau ora, extend its reach, so that all whānau that need that support and help will absolutely get it. Penny Henare, 754 rough sleepers within a three-kilometre radius of the Sky City. 53% Māori, 33% Pākehā, 9% Pacifica. And one uh, major statistic, 45 of those are wahine. Shane's talked about whānau water. Isn't whānau water one of the solutions to ensure that we don't have 45 wahine on the streets? Most definitely, I think that's absolutely appalling to hear just the numbers, whether it's in Kaitepuku or Te Taone, we know um, when we were down uh, supporting a kaupapa to feed homeless in Te Puku or Te Taone, actually a lot of the issues um, are solved by whānau ora. A lot of the issues aren't simply solved by building a whare for them. In fact, many of the issues when we were downtown were alcohol and drug related. Uh, with that comes, of course, some of the mental health issues that are affecting our people. The rough sleeper in town is very different to the whānau sleeping in a van pātatane in Māngere. We've been quite clear, whānau order is one of those mechanisms to help, but what we also know and what we're also clear on is that the mental health system has failed our people. We want to see more support given to mental health providers, in particular for drug and alcohol, in particular for rangatahi, in order to stop um, that occurring later on in life for them. So we've made a commitment to put those services into the school. We made a commitment to give more money to drug and alcohol rehabilitation centres uh, to make sure that the whole picture of homelessness is dealt with, not by simply just building a whare. Marama Davidson, we're not used to seeing wahine on our streets, are we? What's your solutions? Poverty, the housing crisis and the homelessness issues that we are faced with every day in Tamaki Makoto have all come about because of political decisions. You know, we need to understand that um, those have been purposeful decisions made by the people in power and the people with the resources to make sure that some people are just going to stay under. So we gutted employment laws, we kept wages low, we've allowed uh, rents and mortgages to be overpriced, we've allowed the cost of living to keep rising and rising while keeping benefit payments and income wages, not enough to get by. We have sold off our public assets and our state-owned assets so that we don't have enough state houses today to help those very people. We can unravel all of that, and the Green Party will. Get solutions focused here then, right? Yep. Give me two solutions that you think will help fix the problem if you were to be a part of the government. Okay, after a so our priority is to mend the welfare safety net that has kept benefits below the poverty level for probably at least 20, maybe 30 years by increasing the benefit levels by 20%, which includes student allowances, by removing the hōha rubbish sanctions that cut benefits, by increasing the minimum wage and then also working towards a living wage, and by increasing the top tax rate for those earning over 150 50K and dropping the bottom tax rate so everyone earning under 150k will get more. 
I asked for two, you gave me three. So accumulated interest within a minute. Okay, um, Shane Todema, at the risk of uh, getting a whānau order answer, but I'm going to ask the question anyway because it is an important one, particularly around mental health issues that are much more prevalent within our homeless population now. Levels of depression are ten times higher, and the mortality rate is two to ten times higher. So what else, aside from whānau order, what other initiatives does the Māori Party have to help try and address that? Well, you are going to get a whānau order response, Julian, because actually uh, a lot of people undervalue the power that is achieved by whānau through whānau order. And what we absolutely need to be doing is making government agencies, those that are at the coalface supposed to be helping and supporting our whānau, adopt a whānau order approach. The whānau order approach is about working with whānau, not with individuals. And we also ask what matters to you, not what is the matter with you. As I said at the beginning, we're sick and tired of being told that we are the problem, that we're sad, mad and bad. We actually do have the solutions, we just need the resources, the tools and the support. And that's exactly what Farno Order provides. Penny, I want to come back to the homeless uh, people situation, particularly statistics that say that life expectancy and amongst the homeless population is 20 years lower than the average life expectancy. Deaths of rough sleepers were due to a myriad of issues such as health problems, poor nutrition, continued exposure to the elements, etc., etc., etc. And a significant number of these, as we know, are our whānau. There are fathers, there are grandfathers, there are uncles. Top two initiatives. It's true, those whakatauki of our tūpuna, hūtia terito te harakeke. Me mea ka tango koe, ka hūtia koe te rito te harakeke, ka raru, ka mate te harakeke. So I've already talked about our mental health initiatives. The other one, I think, and it's one of those urgent needs because people say, you're going to build a lot of homes, but homes take time to build. We've made a commitment uh, already and costed out 1,400 new available beds for those rough sleepers and homeless people here in Tāmaki Makoto. That'll boost the numbers well above 2,000, which we know that the government's only committed to doing 800. Uh, we're committing to um, another 1,400, which will push the number over uh, 2,000, including the 800 um, given by this government. What that does is strengthen our emergency housing providers, because they're the ones who are doing the hard work out there. We need to empower them to actually make sure that we put a roof over people's heads because every Kiwi, every New Zealander, whether in Tāmaki Makoto or outside of Tāmaki Makoto, deserves a roof over their head. Marama Davidson, just one final question to you. There are a number, a high number, of homeless transgender Māori, particularly in South Auckland. What will you do for them? So there's a couple of things there. We will give everyone under 25 free counselling sessions, free mental health counselling sessions, because we know at the moment it's also our rangatahi who are waiting for sometimes up to 11 weeks to try and find any support. But we will make sure that Māori providers are better supported to be able to do that as well. And we also announced that we would increase um, the funding $5 million to schools because in our shameful suicide statistics, a lot of our rainbow, our takatāpui rangatahi are most affected. And so we would increase the rainbow support to schools with an extra boost of funding as well. We know and we have been told that a number of our wahine uh, who are homeless and on the streets have had to turn to prostitution. What, is your, what are your thoughts on that? How do you respond to that? What are the solutions for that? 
So I can tell you um, very briefly about a story about a whānau that went through the Whakapiki Ora kaupapa at Manurewa Marae. And I won't name names, but they're part of my campaign team. And they were so uh, on the brink of poverty and absolutely struggling that the tāne asked his wahine to go out and to prostitute herself so that they could have an income to provide for their whānau. Now, when he was telling me this and sharing the story with me, I couldn't stop crying, actually, because then he said, and you know what, Shane? I couldn't sleep with my wahine again for a while because knowing that she had been got, you know, I'd asked her to go out and do this. So you ask me, what, how do I feel? It breaks my heart, absolutely. It's gut-wrenching. What we have been trying to do, our campaign, over the last four months is working with the homeless uh, to get them out of the cars and get them off the streets and into a home. What we know is that there is not one issue that puts them in that situation. Mental health issues, drug and alcohol addiction issues, there's a whole range of issues. So what it actually requires is sitting down and working with every single individual and family that is in this predicament. There is not one blanket approach that can be taken to address homelessness and to be able to get our people into a better place. So again, and I know in the risk of sounding like a broken record, but that's again what Fano Water does provide. A navigator working with Fano who are not in a good place to help them get to a much better place. Just in the interests of balance, um, Penny Henare, just another question to you. Uh, a lot of young Māori had turned to window washing as a legitimate means of trying to make money for whānau. Yeah. The council has outlawed yeah. kids doing window washing on street corners and that kind of thing. What's your response? What do you say? Jamie Lee Ross introduced that bill into the House, uh, and there are several problems with that. One, I think, good on those young people getting out, getting a bit of mahi, uh, making sure that they could get some income. I know I spoke to some of them along Great South Road, and some of them were young dads, just like I was once upon a time. Two, I think that um, the heavy hand of the law isn't the answer, and I want to applaud uh, the Minister for Māori Development um, around the apprenticeships kaupapa here in uh, Tāmaki Makaurau. The only problem is, is making that connection, is making that connection with those tamariki. So those are the challenges, but I think the heavy hand of the law for those young people isn't the answer. We need better, more positive solutions. The solutions there, it's connection that's the problem. Kia ora, question comes from Mark Fiso. My question is for you, Penny. I think it was maybe last week or the week before, Jacinda made an announcement that um, they would pledge more financial support for Radio New Zealand. Uh, when will we see Māori Broadcasting um, and Iwi Radio Networks receive the same financial support? Kia ora. That's a great part, and one of the ongoing battles. I make no bones about that. It's an ongoing battle just to secure funding for any Māori kaupapa, let alone reo irirangi. Um, the commitment was made to Radio New Zealand by uh, the Labour Party. Um, we know that Radio New Zealand too have suffered uh, over these nine years with this national-led government. What the purpose was, was to initially rebuild our state services around broadcasting. Radio New Zealand was seen as a key player in that. I'll be honest, we had that fight. We pushed that kaupapa because we know the good work that Leo Irirangi do across Aotearoa. Um, and of course with uh, my papai at the back there with Willie, we were leading that fight and that fight will continue. I apologise if it's not there right now, but that's the purpose of being government. That's the purpose of holding treasury benches. 
so that we can push those kaupapa. This is, of course, to Wero 2017, the electorate debate of Tamaki Makoto. We have with us our three candidates from the Māori Party, Shane Todima, from the Green Party, Manaba Davidson, and from the Labour Party, the incumbent MP, Penny Henare. A government-funded Māori housing project has built no new homes in Tāmaki Makoto or Rotorua, two of the regions where homelessness is most acute. The Māori Party secured $37 million in funding over six years, starting in 2015 for the Māori housing network, including emergency housing and upgrades. The network approved funding for 140 projects, including repairs for 379 homes and nine proposals for new housing, but none of those nine proposals based in Tamaki Makoto. Shane Toduma, why? Just before I answer that, um, Jules, um, I just want to pick up that question uh, that was asked about Iwi Radio to let you know that in 2015, uh, through the Māori Party's negotiations with the government, we secured $12 million. Uh, that was the first increase in a very, very long time. The following year, it was the first increase ever given to Māori TV, again another $15 million. And this year, the very first increase since Te Māngai Pāho was set up for Te Māngai Pāho, and I think that was around $12 million. So, so we have been able to secure extra funding for Māori broadcasting. I just wanted to put that on the record. You're absolutely right in terms of the statistics uh, for Māori housing. So Kainga Ora was an initiative that was set up around two years ago in 2015, of around $17 million uh, when it first started. Now, given that the government was spending in excess of $200 million up here in Auckland, the minister had to make a decision as to where that smaller fund would go. So what he did was he focused that fund on smaller rural communities. So, for example, the kaupapa up in uh, Kaitaia with Ricky Houghton, that is an absolutely fantastic kaupapa for social and emergency housing. It's kaupapa like that 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 fund has gone to support. So that's why, unfortunately, that kaupapa hasn't been able to support any homes here. Right. But I tell you what, if I get in, we'll absolutely be getting more funding for housing here in Tamaki. Okay. You answered the question, which was the why question. I guess the next question is when. When I get in. <laughs> All right. Penny Henare, do you support Labour's claim that Ngāti Pāwa's housing development at Point England is, quote, nothing but a land grab? We've been very clear on the Point England bill. What that bill seeks to do is actually change the status of that land to allow it to be developed. It doesn't automatically gift it back to Ngāti Pāwa. In fact, it strong-arms Ngāti Pāwa into making sure that they fund the development themselves. They fund the development themselves. In order to recoup costs from that development, they must sell a portion of that development. And as far as I'm concerned, I think that's a bad deal. We called it a land grab because that's exactly what it is, changing the status of that land simply for development, for development purposes to solve a housing crisis this government's ignored for far too long. So it is a land grab. But we understand that one of the biggest issues with housing development in Tamaki Makoto is the value of land. And actually, the only way you can change that is through legislation to make sure that you're able to drive down the value of land, increase supply, so that housing becomes more available. By opposing the bill, aren't you actually transgressing mana whenua rights? What we're saying is if the government is genuine about actually the point England and for Ngāti Pawa, why don't they just give the land back to them unencumbered? Why are they saying then you must develop this to meet the market and the housing crisis at the moment? Mm. 
Okay. But that's not the purpose of that bill. Read the bill, Fano. It does not say that. Um, we've also been very clear that when the Ngati Power Settlement does come into the House, we will be supporting the Ngati Power Settlement. But this is a blatant land grab by this government to solve a problem they haven't solved or ignored for the past nine years. Okay. So what do you say to those who support Ngati Power with this particular bill who are saying that's what you're doing, you're usurping, you're actually tucking the mana of Ngati Power and other iwi who support them? We know that Ngāti Whātua entered into an accord with Ngāti Power. They do it on a tikanga basis. They invite them in. They have a kōrero. They make sure that their functions, their relationship is based on tikanga. What we're saying is that's the problem when you rush legislation like this. You transgress mana whenua. That's what's going to happen. Look what's happening with Hauraki and Tauranga. Look what's going to happen when Ngāpuhi start looking down this way when their settlement comes. Look what happens when you rush through this process. And that's what's happened here. They put this bill in in December. All of a sudden, one month, the ball starts rolling and they expect in three months that, oh, everything's going to be fine with Ngā Mana Whenua here in Tāmaki and anyone else claiming treaty rights. That's the fault of the treaty settlement process driven by this government. Thank you for your answer. Shane Todima, and I will come to you soon, Marama. Shane Todima, the Mana Whenua-led New Zealand housing Foundation uh, in Weymouth is providing affordable housing with prices starting at $750,000. Is that affordable? No, it's not. And I just want to just take a step back, if I can, and just talk about Ngāti Power, because Fano, it's not a land grab, and it's got nothing to do with the bill. What this is, is a tribe based here in Auckland that actually want to house their own people. And this is what the bill allows them to do. Now, if a tribe comes to you and asks for your support, for them to be able to do that and achieve their aspirations, then I'm afraid you must support that. Otherwise, anything contrary to that is takahi mana, takahi iwi, and takahi ourselves. And I just want to make that point clear because we were the only party sitting up here that supported that bill to enable Ngāti Power to be able to do that. 700k, that actually means you've got to win lotto to be able to afford a house out there. But let me just say, that is why we support community groups and urban groups like Te Whanau, Waipareira and Muma for them to be able to help provide and build affordable housing. Just two weeks ago, I was at the uh, soil turning out there at um, Waterview in West Auckland. Waipareira will be building 120 homes for their whānau out west, for their community, and that is something that we're absolutely backing, affordable housing. And it won't be 700k, it'll be more, I think uh, JT said around three, 400k. That's still a lot, I have to say, that's still a lot. Mm. But 700k, that's not affordable at all. Okay, Manama Davidson, and I won't be surprised if you also want to make a point about Ngāti Pāwa, but the question will be uh, about the income threshold, which is still too high for many low-income, no-income earners to be able to gain housing under the New Zealand Housing Foundation. So what is your policy mm -hmm. to enable them to be able to get into homes? First, we are a party that is not afraid to talk about intervening in the market because the market hasn't solved anything and has been really bad, particularly for te ao Māori, for tangata whenua. So we want to address speculation or the use of investors to use homes as a business. And we will put a tax 
on speculation. The other thing that is really important, we will bring in rent-to-own, a government-driven scheme where whānau don't have to save up a costly deposit, including here in Tāmaki Makoto, because most of us can't afford it. Now, our rent-to-own scheme includes working with iwi to be able to provide. So iwi providers can build and provide rent-to-own whare for our whānau as well. We're now going to move into child health. Poverty against children are calling for the removal of three sections from the Social Security Legislation Rewrite Bill. These sections impose a weekly sanction of $22 or more on beneficiary solo mums who have not identified the father of their child. Currently, there are approximately 17,000 children in Aotearoa, New Zealand, for which this sanction is imposed. 13,200 are women and only 318 are men. 52% are Māori. Marama Davidson, this policy severely disproportionately affects women and disproportionately affects Māori. How do we retract that? How do we fix that? Remove the sanctions. They don't work. The evidence has shown that those punitive sanctions and the punitive approach just keeps our people down. And we lost a co-leader because she was brave enough to say we will stop that. The sanctions that cut people's benefits for things like missing an appointment or not getting your application form in on time for people who have a medical condition that is not ever going to change and they're still having to get in an annual medical certificate. Remove that nonsense. It's not working. It's keeping our people below the poverty line. It's creating and adding further stress and the Green Party are not afraid to say no more. Stop using our people as a weapon. Stop using poor people. Stop upholding the story that says that poor people or people receiving a low income or a benefit are lazy and don't want to work, are taking drugs and are slutty. We will remove the sanctions for single parents having to declare a relationship until they're settled into it for three years. Shane Todima, a report done by Grandparents Raising Children says 1,700 tamariki aren't receiving the financial support due to them through either the unsupported child's benefit or the orphan's benefit, and currently Fano order does not cater to the needs of Koroa Kuya who are raising their mokopuna. Why not? Well, with respect, that question is actually wrong. Uh, Fano order is supporting hundreds of Koroa and Kuya that are raising their mokopuna right now. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, it doesn't, unfortunately, reach all, but that is a priority for us if we, if we are to get back into government. Look, over the last three years, we've been able to secure an extra $110 million for Fano order, and that's big. But when you compare that with the billions that go into health uh, and welfare, it's peanuts. What we have to do is actually address that and make sure that Fano order is properly resourced and properly funded. There are queer and kuraua jewels, I absolutely can tell you, that are absolutely benefiting and being supported by whānau order. Stand corrected. Thank you for the correction. Uh, Pēni here, 36,000 individuals, tamariki, pakeke, kaumātua, in Manurewa alone, live in a whare that earn below the minimum wage. Many of these whānau are taken advantage of by loan sharks and shop trucks. There's legislation currently to crack down on them, but it needs constant monitoring. What will your government do if you are going to be the government after the 23rd of September to crack down on loan sharks and truck shops? We see them all around the show. In fact, we see them more than we see Mr Whippy. Um, and, it's a, and it's a serious problem. 
You know, I remember driving down a street in Glen Innes uh, recently, and there were three trucks down the same street, all hoko hoko iwarato tapu tapu, selling their goods for uh, overinflated interest rates and loans. We released our policy today, which was very clear. It says no more, kati. We must stop this. We must do it through mechanisms of legislation, and the only way um, to do that is if you're in government. You change that legislation because this government has said that they'll review it, and they've been saying that since 2009 and haven't done it. We are now in 2017, and it's time that not only the review happens, but the legislation cracks down on it. Once it's outlawed, that's when they deserve the heavy hand of the law and not our window washers. Shane Todima, another massive problem in South Auckland, boarding houses, appalling conditions, unhealthy for tamariki, sharing facilities with recently released uh, sexual predators, actually, in some of those boarding houses. Will you insist on regulating boarding houses if and when you are a government alongside uh, potentially the Green Party and Labour Party? See what I did there? Kia ora. Uh, to say, uh, absolutely yes. Um, and, you know, categorically yes. And we've seen it over the campaign, you know, because a number of our whanau, especially our young women, are actually living in these boarding homes and they're being um, preyed on by predators. And so we absolutely have to ensure that there are regulations there for the safety of our whānau and tamariki. So absolutely yes. Okay, the last question I want to put before we come to a question from the floor. State care abuse. Now, you know about this issue and there are a number of statistics to this and I could go on uh, with all those statistics, but the question is the same to you all. Do we need an independent inquiry into state care abuse? I'll begin with you, Penny Henare. Uh, yes, Marika. It's absolutely um, crazy what's happened, and I applaud those who have spoken out about it. Jacinda and I hosted um, uh, Ngā Mōrehu down in Parliament and made a very clear commitment to them that uh, simply by just having an, a, a, a select committee inquiry isn't enough. It must be elevated to the highest level to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Kia ora, Marama Davidson from the Green Party. Hi, absolutely, and I was at the headquarters of um, Mangra Mob today, this morning, and they are very clear that um, many of those whānau in gangs have come from state abuse as well, and they want what we want and will push for, which is a highest level apology, a full inquiry, compensation, and then work out to never let it happen again to any tamariki. Sorry, did you say you are at the headquarters of the Mangal Mall? This morning. Oh, too much, girl. Uh, <laughs> Shane? Yeah, we know that uh, the majority, not the minority, uh, but the majority of those that were abused in state care were Māori. And uh, I just want to acknowledge uh, those men, mainly men, um, who have been brave enough and courageous to actually share their stories and expose this for what it is. Uh, My understanding, and hopefully uh, if we're working together we can change this, but that it's only the Māori and mana parties that have called for a Royal Commission of Inquiry. It must be at the very highest level it must also have the power to be able to make mandatory recommendations in terms of changes going forward. Because we're not just talking about historical abuse, we're talking about current abuse. We know that this is still continuing. And it's absolutely not acceptable, it's actually shameful that the current minister still does not recognise that. So that is something that hopefully if we get back in, and if we're working with the Greens and Labour, or actually anyone, that we will push for the absolute highest level Royal Commission of Inquiry. Um, 
Thank you all for those answers. Our next question from the floor comes from Janice. It is a quick-fire question, um, and I'm hoping to get a quick-fire answer from each of you. Um, just with my experience with whānau um, trying to place them into employment, what policies do you have for whānau who are not engaged in training, further education or employment? Uh, okay, we'll try and get a quick-fire answer as quick as we can. We'll start with Marama, then Shane, then Penny. Apprenticeships. It worked for our people a couple of decades ago. Bring it all back. Plus, we're going to need them to build houses in public transport and conservation. Shane Todim. Over the last three years... Uh, through our engagement with the government, we've been able to get 3,500 young people into training, employment and education. And that's through uh, apprenticeships and trade training. And we are committed to doubling that if we're in government after this Saturday. Our policy has already been announced. We're saying that three free years of tertiary or vocational training post-secondary. Ours will start the first year next year, 2018. That's how soon our commitment is. The third year will be in by 2024. And that isn't just for rangatahi who leaves school. This is for uncle who's worked at the meatworks all his life. All of a sudden, kamamai te tuara has to retrain. Hasn't been to any post-secondary school qualification. And we're saying this is for you as well. And thank you for the question, Janice, to all of our candidates and for ignoring my plea to only put it to one. You are listening to... To Wero 2017 with our Tamaki Makoto candidates Penny Henare, the incumbent MP from Labour, Manama Davidson from the Green Party, and Shane Todima from the Māori Party. And thank you again to Tamangai Paho and Te Fakaruruho Ongadeo Idirangi Māori for supporting this Kopapa. Auckland City Mayor Phil Goff says Auckland's harbours are, quote, a soup of contaminants, end quote, with 72 beaches in and around Tamaki Makoto. Ten have outright swimming bans. At Woody Bay, Pardo, North and South Lagoons at Piha, Ruatuna, Langholm, Tehenga, Bethels, Opo Tuteka, Cox's Bay, Tetokaroa, Meola Reef, Waimahia, Waymouth, the Waito Stream at Milford Beach, and Little Oneroa Lagoon on Waiheke Island. While health warnings have been issued at seven of the other 72 beaches, I'm going to ask each of you for your policies on how to fix our beaches and waters. And I'll start with you, Manama Davidson from the Green Party. Kilda. Um, so first off, um, true conservation and protection of the environment absolutely requires us to uphold te tiriti. It is mana whenua all around Aotearoa and especially here in Tamaki Makoto who have led the fight to protect our water, to protect our awa, and I particularly pay acknowledgement to our beautiful uh, Dame Nganiko Menhinik and her word. It was her work that led for Manukau Harbour and the Greens will continue to support and uphold and work with mana whenua to do all we can to make polluters pay, to make sure that mana whenua are given a power leader relationship in leading kaitiaki work. Here, I saw you nod your head. Is it the same policy or have you got a different one? It's no surprise our campaigns have been running parallel. We join in quite a lot of places. Um, but of course we make a commitment. Just You heard Jacinda talk about uh, at our launch that climate change is the challenge of our generation um, and we need to actually take it seriously and one of our policies is no longer setting these false targets through policy, is actually to legislate it, to make sure that a government is held accountable by a certain date because it's no good saying, yes, that's our intention and we hope to get there a tai we want to be able to say in legislation, actually the law says that this government or any government actually must meet this target by this day. Mm. 
And um, that's one of, just one of the commitments we'll make. But, of course, we want all of our taiau to be good for us all. Your response with the Māori Party policy. You know, as Māori and as tangata whenua, our rights and our mana as kaitiaki of our taonga and natural resources has never, ever been recognised and supported by successive governments over many years. And then we ask ourselves, look at Papatuanuku and look at the damage that has been created over a number of years. Our land has been desecrated, our waterways have been polluted, our air is being polluted. So what we say is that we support kaupapa that actually empower us as kaitiaki of our taonga, of our awa tupuna, of our maunga tupuna, of our whenua tupuna, to be able to actually protect them. Protect them not only for us and for our future tamariki and mokopuna, but for all New Zealanders. That is our kaupapa base. That is our approach. Okay. Do, do you have any specifics around some of that policy? You know, measures and targets and time frame and that kind of thing? Well, no, because it's not about targets and time frames, Jules. What we actually have to be is committed and seriously uphold, as uh, Marama has said, te tiriti o waitangi. But it actually goes beyond te tiriti o waitangi. We know that we are mana whenua and tangata whenua. What we need, though, is for government to recognise our rights as kaitiaki of our taonga, give us that power back, and we'll bloody fix the problems that we've got, I tell you that. Um, Sorry for the bloody... Yeah. Here's a question, then. I know, I know you said time frame's not important, but actually... I think a lot of Māori will want to know when either their children or their mukupuna might be able to swim into the beaches of Tamaki Makoto and, and potentially take kaimoana. Do we know when that is in the Labour Party or the Green Party and the Māori Party? Well, what are you just off the top of my head? <laughs> okay, but I, it was announced recently, and I, and I apologise. Um, but, but, you know, we were very clear that we must have that time frame um, and it, because without it, we can just sort of meander onwards thinking that we're doing the right thing and we're not. So we've said we want a carbon neutral Aotearoa by 2050 and we've also said that we need to set the goal of having all rivers and our truly swimmable, not Nick Smith weightable, but truly swimmable and that we need to use our whenua differently so we help things, practices like farming, move into a way that is going to protect and conserve our land. We want our waterways to be drinkable. That's what we want. You know, that, that is our aspiration. Um, and, you know, I can give you a date. Uh, we can all give you a date. At the end of the day, it needs to happen yesterday. That's the reality. Um, but that's what our commitment is. Marama Davidson, a final question to you. There are Green Party eco-warriors all over our rural waterways. If you're in a position to form a government on the 23rd of September, or indeed the 24th of September, can you commit to Whānau and Tāmaki Makoto that you will push for a dedicated Minister for Urban Environment? I'm not sure, but what I will push for, regardless of what you call the title or the position, is someone who is absolutely in charge of freshwater. And Catherine Delahunty has already shown for the last year that she has done the Awa tour, that she has upheld the work of mana whenua who have been doing that, that work. So if we are going to have um, someone responsible for fresh water, they would need to understand to better support mana whenua who have already been trying to make sure that our rivers are healthy. To our candidates, this is now your final opportunity. My understanding is there is no more Tamaki Makoto debates after this, so I'm sure there's going to be some hallelujahs in five minutes' time. <laughs> but this is your last opportunity to pitch to the voters and to ask for their support and their votes 
on the 23rd of September. You have a minute for that final pitch mm. to voters. Could I begin with you, please, Shane Tauruma of the Māori Party. Kia ora, Jules. Kia ora, katoa. You know, this election is not about red or blue. This election is about being brown and proud. And a vote for me is a vote for a ringaraupa, kanohikitea, and a champion of kaupapa Māori and te reo Māori. You know, for far too long, we've been told that we're sad, mad and bad. It's not right, Fano. We are not the problem, we are the solution. And the only way we're going to get ahead in life is if we back ourselves. That's what we need to do by Māori, for Māori, with Māori. That's our kaupapa. And if you vote for me, that's exactly what you'll get. Kia ora Marama Davidson, your final concluding statements, your one minute begins now. I'm no less Māori than anybody in any political party and I will continue to support the Tamaki Makoto mana whenua programmes, the mana whenua campaigns. I will continue to uphold Ihu Mātau and their work to protect their whenua. I can, will continue to support the state housing sell-off, continue to visit our whānau in prison. I will continue to speak out against building new prisons. I will continue to go and see our mongrel mob whānau, our whānau who are in gangs. I will keep going to the places that are forgotten and silenced because politicians don't want to be seen there and I will honour the position of being a Member of Parliament. Kilda. And finally, your concluding statements, Pēnihenare of the Labour Party. Tēnā tātou katoa. I've been blessed with the puhoro of my ancestors and I wear that and use it to guide everything that I do inside Parliament, inside my house, inside Tangaroa today. And I want to say to one and all that this election is actually about getting rid of a national-led government. We need a government that's progressive. We need a government that remembers that it's about people and not about profit. We need a government that actually says to the people, it's not okay that people are homeless. It's not okay that whānau are sleeping in cars. So the challenge to all of our voters out there is this. You have the opportunity to vote to get rid of this national-led government. Install a strong, Labour, green, progressive government, and I want to say the Māori Party. Let's make sure that happens, and the only way to do that and this is my final message to Tuakana. Get out and vote. Kia ora tata. And a mighty message it is. Kia puta tata katoa, me poti tata kautika. To all of our candidates, I think um, the words have been uttered before this debate in the Mahifakato, which said uh, it requires bravery, it requires strength, it requires perseverance and fortitude. And you have all stood with mana, not in just this debate, but over the last months and indeed days through this campaign. I thank you all for putting your hand up and for putting yourselves up for election. Uh, no matter who wins on the night, all three of you have been outstanding candidates. And if you are elected, will be an outstanding Member of Parliament for Tamaki Makoto. And I thank you for doing that. Tēnā koutou katoa. Ladies and gentlemen, please give them a huge round of applause to Shane Todima. Marama Davidson and Penny Henry.